Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. Uh, welcome back to the Inner Athlete Podcast, the home of youth athlete development in Melbourne. And then we've got Dave, Dave back on, um, is one of our coaches here. And we're going to get really straight into this topic. And we're going to talk about like how a lot of youth athletes um, at the moment are really trying taking inspiration from from Instagram and, and social media um, from their favorite athletes in terms of how to drive their training programs or what exercises they actually want to do specifically um, in their training programs. And we want to talk about, you know, the, the good side of that, which is, I think, it's great because they're more motivated to train. But what are the potential pitfalls from that, from that side? Yeah, so like you said, I think it's great that kids are getting more excited to try different things out that they see on like TikTok or Instagram or even on YouTube. Um, I think, yeah, it's great that there are people out there who are giving advice and motivation to these sort of kids, but uh, it, may, it may even be their biggest downfall at the end of the day. Yeah, because, you know, we get this as coaches from some of the parents here, even some from some of the kids as well, saying like, oh, I'd love to add this into my program. Um, and one of the things that we notice specifically, the, a lot of these athletes that they follow are at the top of their game. Usually they're competing on a, a world circuit, if it's track and field or swimming com- or college level to you know competing in the olympics or something like that and they see their training programs and what specifically they're doing and they see like oh that's a really cool exercise that will help me with x y and z which is which is okay but we don't realize how many years of training they've actually put into to be able to get to the point to to include something like this within their training program and one of the big things we should definitely understand is assessing whether or not something someone needs an exercise like that first of all and that's where we you know especially with what we do here we always assess the individual needs you know it's inner athlete you know everything's individualized to the to the to the member or to the athlete in this case and then we actually build off their skills and repertoire and their exercise library over time as well following a i guess the, the long-term athlete development model for those who don't know what that is it's basically um, a list of KPIs throughout the the chron- uh, was it chronological. I can't remember now chronological or the I guess the training age um, of the athlete in question. Biological age. Oh, biological age. Sorry. Um, and usually there's like certain markers when you want to start incorporating certain elements of you know strength conditioning or you know components of fitness within their training and usually you kind of lay that in and how you execute that is obviously dependent on the maturity of the individual um not uh, in terms of maturity we're talking about like physical maturity the bone structure muscle structure yeah like gross spurts of peak height velocity making sure like you're hitting certain training goals at different growth periods and things like that correct yeah then also maturity in terms of them behavior wise as well yeah you know can they take instructions on um are they likely to goof off are they likely to execute the exercise as well are they likely to distract others in the gym um in the gym setting and we want to make sure that you know the exercises that we provide are going to help them develop into becoming more a well-rounded athlete than later on down the track you know when they're 16 17 18 we can go we can double down in their sport and that's what we've seen is you know some of our national level athletes you know they're dual sport weapons you know it's a really big thing um that we're seeing now you hear about stories of you know we've spoken this about this before that you know some kids play two sports 
maybe a summer and a winter sport or they play two sports concurrently and they may not be excellent at both sports but they're pretty good but later on down the track they can really double down on that and that's another topic for another day but getting back to the I guess the exercise selection and the motivation um, of utilizing you know the favorite instagram influencer or something like that to get motivation or select exercises we want to build a broad base for the individual um, then later on down the track we can go more into specificity for their sport if it's actually required or necessary um, and that's and that's probably the the biggest thing is is it actually required and nine times out of ten sometimes we see really crazy stuff i was like who's that um shot putter um the gunner you, i don't know so there's a guy that we um we learned about in university he did a lot of heavy plyometrics like he would do like stair jumps with like a barbell on his back or something crazy or you know doing like real like big plyometric um, exercises and it was seen as something that was super advanced um, at the time as well and he was a world record and he might have been a javelin throw I can't remember and a lot of people would have tried to implement something like that into the into the training but they also got to remember he had to build himself to get to that point to withstand all that load right and if you see a lot of track athletes or field field or court based athletes doing a lot of plyometric work they do need to make sure that they have the tissue quality there before they start implementing high amounts and high volumes of plyometric work cuz it can lead to um, potential issues with um, the remodeling of the tendons and the ligaments can be impaired as a result. Um, tendonitis issues can, can flare up. That's why, like with a lot of running, kids that do a lot of running, they can get a lot of plantar fascia, um, Achilles tendonitis, uh, patella tendonitis, and all, all these itises essentially. It's basically just like an overload and infl- inflammation of those specific sites. Yeah, I guess to sum all that up, it's a, good, a good analogy is to think of like. Um, if you're a parent and your and your child's learning to drive, you wouldn't teach them really advanced stuff. So like, you wouldn't teach them how to drive like a NASCAR driver. You like the first day in the car is like, okay, how to hold onto the steering wheel, what's the, what's the gas, what's what's the brake, um, how to change gears, things like that. All the all the really basic stuff that we take for granted now. But you look at like a, a race car rally driver or a NASCAR driver or F1 driver, they know all the really advanced stuff because they had to do the basics first. So I think a really good analogy is to imagine like your elite athletes, they're the really advanced NASCAR rally, rally race car drivers. Um, and yeah, treat your child as like, no, they're just starting off and eventually they will get to that level where it's required. Yeah, it's really just building them up slowly over time and just nailing the basics well. Yeah. Start with that, expose them to a large glow or large movement patterns as well. Um, jumping is fine. Play on being on playgrounds and all that jazz. Running around unstructured play is kind of like where you can develop a lot of the, I guess, the tendon stiffness, and we don't really realize that as well. That it's just free time in the yard, recess, lunchtime. You know, playing bar, a game of basketball with your friends is really going to help develop that as well. Handball, hand-eye coordination. Yeah, down ball. I don't know what are, what are the kids yeah, play these days. Yeah, um, and these these sports or these kind of like 
extra, well, not extracurricular, but there's just activities that are unstructured that can help develop these qualities quite nicely. Obviously, the gym will help to do that because it's more specified and more, and you're creating more parameters around that. But you know, free play um, is probably really undervalued in that sense. And I know, you know, for us dealing with the younger kids here, we're actually incorporating a bit more free play into their warm-ups to help drive these outcomes that we want to see um, in terms of just general um, athletic development yeah so yeah back to the topic um so topics around like um basically taking inspiration from our influences and elite athletes what sort of problems are we seeing with that i don't think we're seeing like huge problems but i can see how parents might be wrapped up or young athletes might be wrapped up it's like oh, i need to be doing this because this person is doing this yeah we haven't assessed whether or not well why are they doing that and there's no context and that's probably the, the biggest problem is there's little to no context of social media you know we're guilty of it and all that jazz but we can we can actually explain why we implement certain things into certain yeah. programs that's probably the the number one problem that we see there's zero little to no context on understanding why that exercise or exercise routine or workout has actually been implemented uh, with the athletes uh, people will just kind of pick and choose because it looks good got to have a reason behind it from a, from an influencer standpoint or from like a tiktok famous person who's plugging a lot of exercise they need stuff that looks cool they need stuff that looks sexy because that's what's going to get them views that's what's going to get them paid it's how they make money so they're going to do like you know bicep curl blast balancing on a, a bosu ball doing a backflip and fireworks in the background because that's going to get views that's what's going to get them engagement whereas the best athletes have done the basics over and over again they've mastered the basics so then, that's, that's then they're going to go to more extreme stuff yeah. in order to get like an inth of a percent yeah. um, gain in their performance. Whereas influencers is like just giving random exercises that have no real rationale behind it. Like they probably could give rationale, but in terms of a, a youth athlete development standpoint, you wouldn't give someone a level fifty exercise when they're starting at level one. Yeah, and that's you got to treat it like school. Uh, yeah. That's the way that we like to say it is, you know, they've got to be able to show the, the general progressions of certain exercises. You know, if some of the younger kids, you know, if they're going to do a squat here, you know, we start with a zombie squat to a bench or to a ball, depending on their mobility. As they start to build their confidence up and competency with it, we, we add in a weight. You know, that weight could be just holding a plate out in front or holding a weight at the chest or something like that. And they do the same movement pattern. And we gradually load that up over time, whether it's through more reps, more sets or more weights or incorporating a bit of tempo. Um, then we'll end up doing that. Then what we can do is eventually they'll begin to have some understanding of their body awareness. We incorporate uh, a bar, like not a barbell, but we, we can actually change the actual squat um, itself by changing the implement that's been used. We might even change it to a kettlebell or something like that. Yeah, and this is even more reason for, as a parent, like for your child to start early so that your child can nail the basics so that when they're, you know, 14 15 16 17 18 they're already doing like quite advanced stuff because their training age is much higher than someone who's starting in the gym at 18 19 21 years old um but they've developed a really good sporting iq but they may not have the physical prowess of the, the strength the power the speed and that's only going to be complemented in the gym yeah and look if you actually ask these athletes and now if anyone messaged like, you know, Ash Barty, Naomi Osaka, probably Novak, good on you, Novak. <laughs> 
Um, if you actually message a lot of these athletes and say like, how did you actually start in the weight room? A lot of them will say it's like, you know, I started just squatting to a bench or a ball or squatting with a weight yeah, holding at the ask chest. Ask any NFL, NFL superstar where they started. They probably started in middle school. Yeah. And they said like, we're going to start with just body weight exercises. Body weight exercises. We're going to teach you how to sprint properly. We're going to teach you, you know, the start position. We're going to teach how to you jump, the- how to land. Exactly. We're going to teach you how to change direction, how to cut efficiently, how to stay low. You know, it's going to be like the real basic stuffs, stuff that a lot of people won't see. Yeah. That's not sexy. publicized. Yeah. It's not sexy. It's not, it's not going to get the views, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to allow you to do all the fancy stuff later on down the track. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else you want to add with that? No. Nah, so I think as a parent, if your child is saying, oh, dad, I want to do this exercise. That's really, really cool. I you know my, my favorite AFL players or my favorite basketball players doing it. Maybe having the back of your mind, uh, they're quite an elite athlete. They probably have done years and years of training with a qualified coach to reach this level. And you have to ask yourself, what is, what is this exercise actually doing? And is it achieving the goal that my, my son or my daughter is trying to achieve? Um, and is there a better way of doing that with a different exercise? Cool. That's it. Um, hopefully you got something out of today. Like, like we said, you know, they're good. Again, they provide great motivation. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't knock it, but there's no con. Sometimes going to be a lot of missing context to that as well. It's like, all they really say in their captions is like, Oh, I had a really great session. We did this and this today. And I'm like, all right, where are they actually in their season? Yeah. Con- context matters. Context con- yeah. matters. <laughs> it's huge. Context does matter. Um, if you say something really fancy, actually just message us or even just tag us and we can be provide a bit of context as to why they might actually do it or where do we think they are in their season and how it's actually going to help them move forward. I think that's probably the, the thing that's missing the most is the lack of context, but also the education around that as well. That's why for anyone who train or who's looking to get their kids stronger, any parents out there, go see someone who's qualified, who's a youth fitness professional, um, a youth fitness specialist, you know, someone who's actually helped kids actually get to that next phase you know we've you know have helped many kids you know overcome injuries issues you know rehab surgeries reach higher levels than they ever thought they could yeah pbs you know uh yeah it's just kind of, it's kind of just crazy we just go back to basics just kind of simplify nail basics, down now the basics we simplify down provide some context te- we actually teach and educate how these kids move should move in a in a language they actually understand as well i think that's probably the biggest thing it's like you know we don't want to just press you know we actually want to provide context as like if your elbow is coming forward we want your shoulder blade to be hugging your rib cage because it's going to provide more stability when you're doing push-ups so you're not going to be feeling it through the front of your shoulder yeah and then doing this push-up this way will help your sport because you'll be able to do xyz in your sport correct yeah so um, oh, we could go on a tangent with that, but we'll wrap it up here. If you like, um, if you like this episode, please like and subscribe. Um, leave a comment down below. Share this with anyone who, you know, follows people and tries to do like some fancy ass programs um, out there. Really, end of, end of the day, do the basics. Find someone who can actually help you as you start to master the basics and get on top of the basics and load them up over time and progress them you're going to be able to do fancier stuff and that's where you know training can become really fun and you have a lot more variety um, of what you can do because you've kind of like surfed the wave in terms of progression yeah cool see you later you have just listened to the inner athlete podcast be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes
Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring.